Welcome to another episode of Sportheads Podcast. You're here with Steve, Rowdy and Eric. It's been a while between between drinks. How are you guys? Yeah, going well there, Steve. How have you been, Eric? Yeah, doing well. And a bit of a long time between drinks is probably an understatement, but uh, glad to be back. Yeah, it hasn't been that long between drinks in <laughs> some respects, but uh, here we are. Um, and a lot's happened. Uh, NBL's back, NBA's back, been a big week. back. Um, the Australian cricket team is the same team. Um, Hopefully they're back in the country, you, you working on their game. They might be coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, most of them are coming back now. Tail between um, their legs. Eric will be happy. Glenn wait, Maxwell wait, will be playing ta- Wednesday. Tail between their legs. How long was our tail during the oh. series? <laughs> from about three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from three. <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. It's not six out all out. It's one out all out. Yeah, and I think uh, Australia have actually made a bit of a um, a bit of a habit of uh, collapsing from none down to ten down rather quickly. But we'll uh, we'll move on. I think now to the highlights. And Eric, do you want to start off with the first highlight? Well, seeing though we haven't had a week between shows, it's really been the highlight of the last indiscriminate period of time. Mm. So I'm just going to go with an even longer term highlight being uh, my Milwaukee Brewers. Now I don't talk about them that often because. Generally speaking, we don't really do well, but we've had an absolute cracking season this year. I unfortunately, fell short earlier this morning against the LA Dodgers there. Have, so, have I tasted anything they brew? Well, I don't know. Most beer comes from Milwaukee, maybe. You did say know. it's been a long time between drinks. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, look, it was. We were hoping to get through to the World Series. Um, obviously, the Brewers haven't won a World Series um, last time they were there. Eighty-two, I think, off the top of my head. So, yeah, it was a good series. Uh, it's a good season. Do they so. do, do they do much travelling around the world for this World Series? Oh, don't start with that one. <laughs> that could be something to talk about at a later day, but. Yeah. Um, well, then again, the West Coast Eagles in this time have become the World Series champions yeah. of uh, AFL, so who knows? But yeah, no, it was a good season. Let's hope that uh, they can go a couple of steps further next season. What mm. about yourself, Rowdy? What was your highlight of the oh, well, last period of I've time? Been, I've been <laughs> indiscriminate period. Uh, I've been getting into the basketball. Obviously, the NBA started, um, but the NBL lo- locally, we're looking at the NBL, and I've been really excited with the first couple of weekends. And what that's offered, some really good games uh, at the end of round two. Every side has got a win now. Everyone's got at least one win. I think the Wildcats are the only team to be undefeated, so they started well. Oh, thanks for jinxing that. Yep, that's good. But um, over, he, ta- over the- he just tapped the glass table for those players. Well, they didn't home. know that. <laughs> they do now. Thanks they for do. spoiling it. I've, I've um, peeked behind the curtain there, breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah, the studio, the studio yeah. curtain. True, true. Uh, and there was obviously a big game on the weekend uh, at Melbourne or in, in the High Sense Arena, Melbourne and Adelaide, the grand final replay. Of course, there was a great grand final um, series last year that Melbourne won 3-2. And today they just got over the line, three-point win against Adelaide 36ers. So it was actually a pretty low-scoring game, 75-72. Um, we probably would have expected a bit more high scoring, but it was a real tight um, tussle, particularly in that last quarter, low-scoring uh, tussle in that last quarter good good game so yeah NBL's back what about yourself yeah. Steve um, well believe it or not mine's on the cricket front oh um, you can where? find a highlight from the cricket I can I mean uh, well the way I found the highlight was I just didn't touch the mm. nation, uh, national side so yeah. fair point um, but mine was a young Victorian by the name of Will Pukowski oh yeah I hope I pronounced that correctly apologies um, to all our Pukowskis uh, he scored his, <laughs> he scored his second time for Victoria um, in the space of hours, wasn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he scored his, his maiden one in, in February. Oh, um, and uh, for those who don't know, he I think he got concussion that game or the game after. 
Mm. He's been in and out of the side fighting it. So he's just come back in. He's only played a handful of games and he scored a massive 243. Um, and I... I pretty sure the next high score in that game was 80. So. He scored more than the entire WA total, first didn't innings. he? First yes. innings, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Mm. yes. So, yeah, that, that's my highlight. It's good to see a bit of young talent going around, which has been the theme of the start of it, of the domestic cricket anyway. With the likes, I think, Jack Edwards got a run for New South Wales as well, um, just through the JLT. So, yeah, that's my highlight. Yeah, and it's good to see guys uh, holding up the bat well. <laughs> we haven't been doing that over in... Uh, the UAE, and it got me thinking when I was watching that test series and, and throughout it all, and uh, through all the social media going on, you know, the greatest mind that we have in Australian cricket at the moment is going to waste, because I'm watching Shane Warne with all of his interviews, I'm listening to his uh, feedback, reading his Twitter, or well, some of it, you know, some of the Instagrams a little bit. Hey, I'm single. Look at me. But undie photos. Yeah, pretty much, which is disturbing. And that guy's my damn hero. Um, but Shane Warne should be the national selector of the Australian cricket team because the guy just gets it. I'm not sure if you saw during the um, uh, during the test series. He did actually put forward what his test he, eleven he put should out a be, team, didn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we won't go through it. Never uh, guess there was lots of Victorians. Well, not lots. Well, I but think I know why you like this team. <laughs> I think there's one. Who's he got batting at number six? Uh, at six, he actually has pain. Okay. At five, it, it, is Maxwell. Yeah, five, he has Maxwell. But, okay. Well, to, to yeah. show the basis okay. of why I believe Continue. this, um, I'll just very quickly run through the yeah. team. But let's, let's have a move. Wait, is this obviously not including Smith and... Warner? Yes, correct. Warner. Yes, yeah, and was correct. was this done at the end of the second test or during the second test? The I think team? it was done during the middle. During the middle, <laughs> middle of, it. of the test. Yes, right. he found the two point five day mark and went. This okay. is the time I'm going to do it. Yep. But um, this was something I believe before the series started for those playing at home. Yep. So his his team was as follows: Finch, Renshaw, Kawaja, Head, Maxwell, T Payne, Stoinis, Cummins, Stark, Lyon, and Hazelwood. But the interesting thing was that he had old mate Pinchy, Aaron Finch, as the captain. Yeah. So. What were the bowlers again, sorry? Oh, well, the bowlers picked themselves, don't they? Cummins, yeah, but Stark, injured, Hazelwood, so Ryan. It's, you can't mirror that as, because as he's, he's saying that, would have had that. No, he's saying that for the um, for the first test against India. That's, oh, okay, that, yeah. That, I was going to say, Lang- that's, I mean, that's not his Abu Dhabi that. side. Yeah, yeah. Langer would have had that bowling attack if it was at. If it was able to, the fact oh, that yeah. you know Hazelwood and Cummins were coming back from injury or, we, or injured, it. with the bowlers, their hands were tied to some extent for sure. Um, I think I think Eric's right. The the bowlers do pick themselves, or the the main four, the fifth option, you know that Mitch Marsh option. Um, I guess is the other one that can be up for grabs, and obviously he's gone for Stoinis, who is the in, Stoin. He's in good form at the, the moment Adonis. for WA. Um, but the batsman, that's where there's a lot of. Um, Conjecture, and it's just, it's but just at the moment. Show he... that Warney's got his finger on the on the pulse. Yeah, there. well, I like how you've gone out and because he's put the player that you want to see in there. All of a sudden, he is he... one of the greatest. I'm not ever that bigger Renshaw Con- fan. <laughs> considering we're talking about it, the guy who still holds a grudge against Steve Waugh for dropping him because he was bowling like crap, and then Australia ended up winning the next Test match. I mean, if you can hold a grudge for that, that doesn't tell me that you're. Got a really good mind for selection because he still he's to very this day, analytical. He's thinking he about still it. Still to this day, believes he should have been in that test side. 
well, and I it proved to be with him. Let's not go too much of a sidetrack there, but you got the best bowler in the world. You know, you know he's going to come good, so I wouldn't blame him. Don't get me wrong, though. I like mm. Steve Orr, even though he charges four hundred dollars a head to listen to him speak. But that's a mm. whole other kettle of fish. Mm. I've, I've got to, I've got to say, look, I appreciate Warney. I know he's got a great cricket mind, um, but I have to disagree. I don't think he quite is the chairman of select the material. I think he's, he's still, a, he's a bit too me, me, me. I don't know if I trust him. What you think he's going to pick himself? He might do. You know what? I reckon he could. <laughs> he could. He could. <laughs> It uh, wouldn't shock me if all of a sudden he was coming. Is he back not the best leggy in the country he, though? He, he, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> still um, is. Um, Lavishane's doing not too no, bad. No, Lavishane. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Lavishane, <laughs> the the part time uh, part time batsman, front line bowler who comes in at number six. Hey, he done he done better than the um, front line so, um, offie that I'm, was partnering Nathan Lyons. So. I'm surprised Warney didn't put um, Holland there instead of Lyon. <laughs> no, because and this is this is a good point because. This is how he's, Victorian. he's not really Victorian Holland. <laughs> no, he's in the Netherlands, right? But the the thing that is so stupid about the side that was picked to go to, and we we had spoken about this uh, off camera, so to speak, in the last couple of weeks. But the thing about that was it was almost picked on reputation. Like John Holland was a great selection three years ago, but the, like he well, did not justify going over to the well, UAE as a second was, spinner. Okay, but he was the best shield spinner. Now I don't. I I think. What we could have done with there would have been a leg spinner, only because we're coming up against a side who plays spin well, and they showed that against Nathan Lyon, yeah. right? So a leg spinner would have been great. But statistically, like, it, and, and what do you go on when you select? Do you go on statistics? Do you go on gut feel? Do you, do you go on who you trust? Like statistically, I'm pretty sure he was the best spinner in Shield for probably the last two or three years. So. If you're going to give a chance to someone, who do you give it to? Yeah, but then on the flip side, statistically, Finch wasn't the best middle order bat or top order bat because he wasn't even playing at the top order for Victoria and he was selected before this series. He was, he so was there's also that inconsistency. Yeah, no, but he was also selected on short form. And I'm not one for saying, okay, you can score runs in T20 and he scored massive amount of runs, like enough runs, right? So... If if any batsman in Shield cricket does what Finch does, right? It did in the short form, just scores a massive, and they will get picked because that's what he did. He went there and he scored ton after ton after ton. Yeah, and I, you just I, couldn't. I'm not, I'm not like you're looking with for an Finch opener selection at you all. You just couldn't go past him. Yeah, and I think it probably helped him and Kawaja opening with Renshaw going down again for concussion because he probably would have got that opening spot. Yeah, I, I to, to try and back up. That Warren's credentials, and obviously you are a big fan of him to, to get the top top gong. Yep, uh, it's all great that he's put put out his team during the second test. That this is we our team for the Indian tour, which is months away. It's topical. Did did he did he put out a team prior to the Dubai or sorry prior to the UAE uh, UAE test series? Did he put out a team for this series? Well, it's not his job, is it? Well, if he wants <laughs> no, the job, if he wants hi- the job. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Because so it's easy now in hindsight, yeah. but I'd love to have seen what team he would have had. That was before the second test. That was no, before no, yeah, the second test. Yeah. It still doesn't matter. Like, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Oh, the Marsh boys are doing crap. So let's pick a team for mm. a, for the home test, and we won't have them because they're doing bad. And let's pick the one guy, because he knows everyone's been lobbying for Maxwell, even though they shouldn't. Well, um, I disagree as a batsman. Wholeheartedly about well, that. We can get into that, but let's choose Maxwell because I'll get the whole of Victoria around me because that's all you've ever you've heard from Victorians. They've been bashing the Marsh boys and saying, "Oh, Maxwell should be in there." 
So, look, he's a fantastic mind when it comes to him bowling leg spin, right? And, and you know, well, case well, in don't point... Don't undersell him. Don't no, no, no. it just on the leg spin. No, no, I think I'm he does have a very good cricket so, mind. No, he's him bowling, right? Because, case in point, the amount of times in, during T20 where he'd set up the batsman and he'd say, this is what he's going to do, and he'd follow through, and, you know, most of the times it will happen. So, But that doesn't mean you're going to be a good selector, right? And... To pick that side, to me, that shows he's not going to be a good selector. A, because Maxwell still has not done what the selectors want him to do, right? But he, this selector... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if, if that selector doesn't want him to score tons, then I guess, hey, put Maxwell in. It, but it, he has not done it. So I don't get this whole thing, Glenn Maxwell, as I say to you, because he's 31, and if people are saying he's in career-best form, if his career-best form is one ton for a shield season... I'm sorry, he should not be batting for Australia. Just on the Maxwell discussion, okay, something was was brought up which I, I found was quite interesting, um, and I'm I'm a bit on on the fence with the whole Maxwell thing. I think probably probably does deserve to be in the team, but I can kind of understand why he's not. However, uh, he he got taken over because they have their T20 soon. He got dragged over to the UAE for the during the second test, um, along with somebody else to let a couple of the other. Uh, guys who are like substitute fielders come back to Australia to play in the Shield, and I, I, their names um, escape me for the moment. But um, while these other players came back to play in the Shield, Maxwell has left um, to go to the UAE to get ready for T20s, therefore missing Shield. Now he was told to make tons and runs in the Shield, yet they've robbed him of that chance by taking him and Zampa over there, and Renshaw and Doggett and Nisa came back from the UAE to go, go part of the Shield. Well, so by robbing him of a chance to play in the Shield and make runs, as they've asked him to do, doesn't that kind of rob him of the chance to get into that test team? Yeah. Well, how many Shield matches is he going to miss? Two. A couple. Yeah. So he's still going to have enough time. He will have someone uh-huh. to get so, back. And let's, you know, let's backtrack. Or yes, they did. They told him the start of last summer, go back, score, score tons. Plural. First innings, hundred. That's it. <laughs> first, first innings, he, first match. I'm pretty sure he had he scored a ton, and everyone's like, "Oh, he should be in there." He's not scored another hundred. He's been given chances, right? He's he played in in Shield cricket. He had what was it? Um, eight matches and fifteen innings, one ton. Uh, I reckon our okay, team so will take a forty or everyone, fifty at the moment. <laughs> everyone was talking about Labuschagne. He scored two tons. Why is he in there? He scored two tons. He scored more. It's it's very slim picking at the moment. There was two players who scored three tons, and that was Renshaw, who I think we all believe he's probably going to be opening. Yep. Um, and Matthew Wade. <laughs> mm. What's the other one? No yeah. one else scored three. Then we had a whole bunch of twos, which was Labuschagne, Weatherall, Head, who's over there, Burns, um, Harris, and Chris Humphrey. So. So you're saying and again, he got one ton versus two, and that makes him no, but it, that, so it, far lesser. Ser- no, but that's what he was given, right? And this is my point. If that's what you're given, what what would you want to be doing? Buckling down, scoring tons. He he passed fifty five times, scored one ton. Okay, so he gave himself opportunity and couldn't do it. So, what do you want the selectors to do? Say, well, you didn't do what we said, but we're going to bring you back in the side just because. Right. The one thing I will say which was quite strange was the fact he didn't go on the Australia A tour. That's what I'll sit here and go, mm. that was strange. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I think the, to, 
you're, you're really um, you're picking at. I can't even think of the the term here, but you've got one or two centuries. Like, there's not really much difference there. I don't think you can um, you can say well you scored one more. You know, put put him in the team. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. You've got to, you've got to look at greater stats, not just just hundreds. You've got to compare other things. So, which I'm, I'm Le- sure that well, they'll say that he, Le- Leg's yeah. been capable of taking test wickets, and he did bowl very did. well. I've got to say, we we found found a great bowler there, or well, potentially a good bowler, maybe in the subcontinent. I don't think he'll go so well in Australian conditions. How slim pickings are we for cricket? Good news when we're talking about the number six batter not being able to score any runs, but it's good because he can turn a few deliveries. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like. The, and John Holland probably made don't, him look Don't better. get me wrong, he bowled okay. Mm. But are we just not getting carried away about Labuschagne's bowling? Like, my goodness, everyone's like, they're going, maybe he'll become a frontline league. Well, I don't think up. anyone's saying that. Well, you, some of the media are saying that, oh. absolutely. Mm. So I, I think what you got to do is you got to look at the positives. And that was a positive. We've got someone who, at number six who, when called upon, can bowl some... Because... I, ideally, that's what you want on those. No, sorts of tracks, I want someone who can come in at number six and get some runs. <laughs> Maybe ground his bat. Yeah, well, <laughs> ha- have a look at Steve Smith's first were 15, weird 15 20 like innings, right? Yep. But okay, he was so, picked as a bowler, so that's the key no, difference. I, I understand that, but it's the guy's fourth innings, and we're already panning him because he went into conditions he's probably never freaking batted before against bowlers who. Wait, who who has who's who's someone in a middle order who's actually gone in those conditions and and batted well in the subcontinent? Batted well, I don't well, know. Well, no, no. Stoinis. Oh, no, Stoinis. Another sorry, guy sorry. from. Should I say from Victoria because I, that's a dirty word apparently? No, no. Sorry, batted well once. He made he's made one ton. That was in a, in a was it max power? A, a situation where <laughs> the game was pretty much over anyway. I, I can say the same about Sean March. I'm not knocking Sean Marsh. No, no, I, I'm, I, I'm saying to, just, so. We're, we're, I think everyone's quick to jump on Sean Marsh's case. You know, fourteen test innings. I think when you you don't score <laughs> no, <laughs> in look, double no, figures, it, <laughs> that might happen. No, but that's fair enough though, because <laughs> the um, his form dictates that you should be saying, "Well, surely you're not a lock for the next time we play. You got to show us something now." Did, what was Jai Langer's quote? Did you, you mention it earlier? About I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard him say that he will be playing. He will be playing. Uh, He's I, my mate. Um, I'm sorry, he will so be playing. I, 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 I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Scratch that last bit. Which I thought that was a bit silly to come out and just play out. Because yeah. that, that says to it's everyone, away too, we've yeah. had someone, that says anyone in a shield, we got someone who's not performing. Yep. No matter what you do, you're not getting in. Yep. So, no. I, I, mm. I think... You can sit there and go, at the moment, he's playing, but there's a lot of shield cricket to come. Yeah. Um, and we will be looking at the former players. Yep. You know, that's probably a more better way to say it. Because you're still backing Sean Marsh, but you're also saying, mate, you don't go back in the shield and score runs and someone else is. Yeah. I can't pick you. Because it's unmotivating for those guys who think that exactly. they're on that cusp of selection. Yeah. They'll have yeah. a look at the shield games and whatever Maxwell doesn't do, they'll say that's what he should have done to get <laughs> into the team. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, one thing I, I did find interesting, especially given the way that um, the second test shook out, just a quick sidetrack, um, Pete Siddle, what did you think of... I know he had a really, really, really good county season, but again, we're... Slightly different conditions. Yeah, well, com- yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're yeah. comparing apples with sandpaper. Like, it's just oh. completely different. But um, the Siddle looked really ineffective in the second test. I know it's easy to say in hindsight, 
But would you have possibly looked at giving a Nisa or a, a Dogger to go um, rather than Siddle in the second uh, test? Maybe. Uh, I, possibly. It's, he was put in there to be a workhorse. That's what I believe. Like He was put in there to go, we might need you to bowl on a really crappy deck mm, yeah. for five or six overs and keep it tight. Yeah. That's what we expect from him. And, and I think that's, that's why case, Nisa then, could have got a look in for the second yeah, test. But like, then I see why he was put in. And yeah. then you're going... But we're going to have Mitch to be our strike quick. We're going to have a line to hopefully get the yeah. wickets, and John Holland's just going to sit there and not look pretty. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it probably went a bit downhill for him as well when Stark got injured. Yep. Uh, but Stark looked underdone before that anyway, though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I just think it was, I, I just smacked of lack of preparation. And yep. I think there's been talk about should we be playing all these T20s and. Hey, I'm a fan to well, scrap all international T20s, personally, and just play... That's a very good point. I think uh, we should bring that up on a future episode and, and dissect yeah, that j- a bit Just more. play mm. long, longer format and play some more lead-up tour games. Yep. Take your, take two Australian teams over there. Surely there's enough money to take 25 players for the first month... What, play and each go, other over And there. play each other in tour games so they get used to the conditions mm. and then you can send the other ones back after the first you know, three weeks or something. They'd be playing like, Yeah, but what would happen is Maxi would go on that, hit three tons and go, sorry, they're not shield runs. That's not what we are. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Maxi will go there and here we go, score score some tons and you'll get three 90s because he just can't do it. So you're enough is good enough. We'll move on from the... Says no one. We'll move on from the Maxi. The other but, interesting I mean, call... Yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. No, yeah, no, go ahead. Other very interesting call there from Shane Warne was... Uh, SK Warne was the... Uh, the the pinchy as captain. Yeah. So uh, does Tim Payne, does he deserve to lose the captaincy? I, I personally, like, this is going to come, we're coming on to almost the year anniversary of the old Sportheads podcast for those playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very big on T Payne getting a chance. Oh, yeah. But I don't think he is a lock every game as the first choice keeper. Like, mm. you, when you've got people like Alex Carey chomping at his heels, I'm not saying Carey should overtake him yet, mm. but... He's not by streets ahead the best keeper in the land. But is is Finchie a lock as well? Well, I guess in the if they're trying to look for like for likeish what, compared about, to Warner being that Mitch aggressive, Marsh, the vice captain. <laughs> I, I don't see him. I don't. In the, I don't see him on the list there. Uh, unless he changed his name by Deepol to Stoyness. He could have. He could have. But the, the other vice captain is Hazelwood. So. Um, but traditionally speaking, uh, you know, teams are shy away from having a, a pace bowler as their. How come? I don't know. It's it's an odd one because I presume you're as a pace bowler always thinking, can't make critical decisions, uh, I think, like I selection think, and stuff. I think it's because of the. the uh, I don't know about that. I, I see well, the. I saw the very long bow he was drawing there. <laughs> but I know it's it's never been like pace bowlers. I think the last is pace it, bowler captain that I can think of at the international level might have been. The, you know, is it because they're big, dumb, fast bowlers and they can't think? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was about I was to say actually, Stuart Broad. No, so. I was thinking about this the other day. Is it just yeah. because um, they filled a fine leg during the spell? And yeah. they're, so, they're away yeah. from the. They, they generally field in positions which are away from the. Uh, or from where you want to be yeah. as a captain. So could that come into it? But I guess when you're looking at uh, international level. You've got your plans and your strategies in place anyway with what you want to do, and you you'll be able to still tell from fine leg gut feel on you know. So what's what do happening. we have a captain for? How can he do this from fine leg? 
well, you just asked the umpire to look really, really like, close. No, no, but these are all things. Like, seriously, if the captain has to make the decision on um, the, I was going to call it VAR, <laughs> third umpire, but whether what, to go what upstairs. Could a, what could a, a captain not tell from fine leg? But if the, if the captain well, was a bowler... Height. The captain was a bowler, they um, wouldn't put oh, what, So they, they're making pitched. LB decisions no, now no, from fine leg armour. No, for reviews. That's what I'm saying. How He's got to call for the review. Yeah, but you... But if you're a bowler, that is the most. You are just drawing long bows here because no, but I'm he would ask bits and other players to, from to, what? How's he going to shout? Why? Well, sorry, <laughs> these these guys are <laughs> so unfit <laughs> that they can't maybe jog in thirty meters and go. Excuse me, did you say? Oh no, I'm at finally. In, Don't in, worry about it. In the middle of a spell, how many times have you seen a fast bowler? Well, if he was in the middle of a spell, he had a great view of it from the bowler's end. If, if they can organise for sandpaper to be put down someone's pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but all right, well let's let's. Come up and wrap this one up. Yeah. Oh, you guys are clearly against Shane oh, Warne, and that's upsetting. Oh, when you're talking oh, about a national treasure, you it's like Ooh. shooting Farlap is what you guys are doing right, right now by by saying that no Shane Warne as the chairman of selectors there, or as look as even the man yeah, because he, he knows what he's on about. Oh, he could he could have a he could have a role, but I wouldn't put him as the man. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't I, know if I'd I trust I, him as I, that uh, head honcho yeah, position. I, if I I mean well, if I, I was to giving him any sort of to a marriage. If I was giving him any sort of role, it'd be a um, maybe a hot chicken roll or something. That's oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> a hot chicken roll. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that how little you think of Shane? No, Warren? I I do, I do like him. I, I honestly I think him I think he's bold. very opinionated, and I think he says a lot of things for shock value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When like the dirty world and pizza monologue. And, for and you, you literally, I get to the point where some of the stuff he says, I can't take him seriously. Like the pretty much all the Channel Nine team, I, I don't. I, I see All that them. there. That's just a way to create buzz. That's a way to pander to public opinion. Um, and it's my opinion. It's, yeah, exactly. It's so easy to throw some of those names in there. Um, but if you actually look at past form and past stats, I can't see how you come to a few of those conclusions. So, But that's saying, you can say the same about Mitch Marsh and Sean Marsh. So, well, yeah. Well, well you know. It, and that's it, the it thing, is what it is. Uh, look, they're polarizing Mitch, characters. They are, and Mitch Marsh is in there as well. And as silly as this sounds, because he's seen as a leader, and for a team that has lost their captain and vice captain, um, the other player who has scored tons, and now Sean Marsh is trying to get the heave ho, and Kawaja may not be playing. So, how many players yeah. are we going to have in there who scored a ton? He's done it, and he he does ooze leadership when he's out on the field, right? So. At, Maxwell doesn't really use leadership. There's a lot of X factor about him, but leadership is not one of them. And, and that's probably why Tim Payne's captain and and still is going to be all summer. Yeah, oh, that's, I, I, they, they I don't see him losing his know, They need that ste- steady influence. Yeah. And yeah. Whether like or not India. once Smith comes back in the side, even though he's not captain, but there is still that seniority there, and yeah. he may then find him... I tell you what though, Steve Smith, day one he's available for selection should be picked straight like that. Like I um there's a as little a bit leggy? Of, yeah, no, no. Well, no as a num- number <laughs> six nine. as a number six bat who balls because that's what we want now, just mm. who's predominantly. Oh, so you are going after Labashane. So he's gonna take Labashane's spot. Yeah, Labashane. Well Labashane's yeah. obviously a better baller than Smithy, so we don't need the runs in the middle order at Smithy the moment. Smithy know how to ground his bat too. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. Um all right, well, I, I think we'll agree to disagree, which seems to be the tagline of our uh, podcast. But, <laughs> Moving on. Um, one thing that I hope that we don't disagree on is that I think that the Frio fans have just got a little bit ahead of themselves. I don't think their trade period was as good as they think it was. 
because I think they they think that they came out ahead that they were the best performed team in the trade period. What do you guys reckon? Uh, I actually think they did do really well out of the trade period. I think the, they obviously lost the key key player, Lockie Neal, which I was pretty happy about for my <laughs> Lions to get. Uh, but I think the do- the Dockers they they got what they really need that last. Um, piece of the puzzle well there's probably a couple of pieces of the puzzle but yeah, it's, a, um, it's not a nearly completed <laughs> there's, puzzle there's a, there's a couple there but with the uh, young midfielders they've got coming through that are going to be good like your chairs and Brayshaws and um, you know I think maybe down down back they may be short a key defender although you know Joel Hamling's young and he's, he's premiership player you know, Joel he's, Hamling yeah okay they, they lost um, superstar Lee Spurs so how are they going to fill that gap I actually think the Dockers did really well out of the trade period they played real hard ball um, and got a lot of noses out of joint. I know a lot of the eastern um, clubs and northern clubs, Brisbane, were um, pretty frustrated with them. But I think they actually, that was their tactic to, go, to, to play a hard ball, go put the other teams off a little bit. They were always going to give in the end, and I think they were always going to let Lockie Neal go. Yep. But I actually think there's, the Dockers, um, they, they shouldn't be um, getting too carried away, but... That they definitely were, were big winners out of the trade period. What do you think, Steve? Well, look, did they win the we're, trade we're, period though? We're, were they the best in the trade period? Do you reckon if you look at the sum of all parts, they came out best? I don't know if they came out best. I definitely think they came out ahead, and I think they 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 won from their perspective. Whether they were the best, um, the best out of all the teams, I'll have a think about who I actually do think is is the best team yeah. out of the trade period. Um, I. Freya might be up there in the top couple, possibly. Steve? Um, let's start off with one thing. For a supporter base that are used to being perennial losers, to be in the conversation of winning something, congratulations. Apologies um, to our perennial losers out there. Um, but, oh, look, I actually struggle to see a team that done a better job. Now, yes, losing Lockie Neal from the midfield hurt, and it will hurt. But considering the young talent they got in there, they can focus on keeping them. Um, yeah, if they can focus on keeping them, I don't think that's going to be a bigger loss. Like, I think we can all sit here and go, finding key forwards are harder than find, finding gun midfielders. That's just how it is. So what were they missing all year? Key targets up for? They got two now. They got um, one of the best contested markers in the game and a guy who still needs to improve, but in two years' time we could be speaking of, he could be the best player in, in the league with his attributes. So to get those two up forward, oh, that was a massive win for him because now all of a sudden you're looking at a forward line of um, uh, Hogan as your key forward, Lob down there and getting McCarthy. Um, and then Lob can second ruck to either Sanderlands or the young fella Darcy. That is start of a really good spine because their defence... You know, they had some young players coming through there. So all of a sudden, that spine starting to sh- take shape. Um, when young Brainshaw... Brainshaw? Ah, Brainshaw <laughs> gets his, you know, his jaw right and he can come back. you got Chera there. Um, I think Bailey Banfield done some real good tagging jobs. Obviously, you got Nat Fife, who's always going to be a superstar. So there is a lot there. I don't see any team that beat them. So I would say at best draw, but I'm saying yes, they, they won. Yeah, see, um, the thing about Frio is their decisions that they made were just really... You could oh, tell they that got, they had a new... They got Collier as well. So oh, some yeah. more outside run. They'll put butts in the seats. Um, no, well, but he's one of those players who will give it his Could all. Could he get a game in Essendon? 
Yeah. Well, that's because Essendon are going out buying players and they need to play them. So, like, that's... Every, but that's the thing. Like, people look at it and go, Hogan, okay, yeah, that's the big fish. That's that's a very good get. Um, Rory Lobb, I don't know, on his salary and, and what he's been doing the last year, maybe he'll, maybe he'll perform being allowed to be more of a forward than a ruck, but um, that's not a huge get for mine. Reese Conker, he's too inconsistent. Like, he doesn't really win you a game or anything like that, nor does he really impact it that much. He's just sort of there. Like, you go, you look at the ground and go, oh, Conker's playing. Um, and Collier, well, he's going to be a good pickup for Peel. Because who's he going to uh, replace on a wing when you've got the Hill brothers running around? Reese Conker was a starter f- when fit for the Premiership favourites, right? He was a starter when he was fit. And they loved him in Richmond. So. Trash him all you want, but we're talking about who everyone agreed was the team to beat going into the finals um, or going into the year as well. He was a starter. Rory Lobb, best contested mark. He had a bad year. That's because they wanted him to be a Ruckman. Yep. I think we all know now he's not a Ruckman. I think at the start of last year, we are all like, wonder if he can be. If he can, that's great. So for him to be able to just be a forward and then pinch it in the Ruck, he, I think he will go back to playing better. And, and Hogan's the big one. If they can't get the best out of Hogan, right? If at the end of next year, Hogan has had an iffy year, then you would look back and go, well, maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. Um, and then you got like this is one of those memes. It's like yeah, they go, and then maybe they'll get the best out of Hogan and then it'll be one year later, narrator. No, they did not get the best out of Hogan. No, but that's what you do in trade period, right? Yeah. Like North Melbourne, like, take oh, gamble. yes, we got Jared, Jared Oh, no, I'm not knocking. Like, like Jesse Hogan's a very you know, good player, but... Essendon, He's not the Messiah. Essendon are going, yes, we got Dylan Shield. We're now going to be favourites, right? We're talking about Dylan Shield, who is the fourth best midfielder in, in GWS's side. So let's not get carried away here. Will he make the team better? Yes. but So, so there's all these moving parts. And any anyone who gets, as a Port supporter, right, you can get whatever players you can get in, but if they don't perform, well, it's useless. So you look at it on paper... I don't see anyone who has improved um, their side for next year as much as Freya on paper. So if you look at all the moving parts they got, I don't see anyone who's improved it as much. Yes, like I look at some teams, Adelaide, Port Adelaide, we all know went heavy on the draft. Um, North Melbourne got some late picks for their Father Sons, I think, in Academy players. Yeah. Got Pollock in, uh, got Bailey Hall. Scott's going there. And, and even that, like you look at North, they also got Hall. It's very good on paper, but what Aaron Hall are we talking about? What what puts the, the Dockers up there for me is the fact that they've got a key forward. In fact, really two. And they've got Rory Lobb, who we know can go on the ruck, but he'll be more the, the long, deeper target in the forward line. Hogan, we know, likes to roam up the ground, lead up the ground a bit more. I think that's what McCarthy will do with him. I think McCarthy will be a better player yeah, with, Hogan, with Hogan and Lobb there. He'll be the third forward now, and he'll he'll get a the weaker defender. So I think McCarthy and Hogan will be the lead up forwards. Um, you know, one of them up into the wing, other one sort of a real leading target inside fifty, r- rotating that position. You got Lobb as the longer target forward who can um, obviously pinch hit in the ruck as well. So uh, and and the and the fact that key forwards don't often change clubs. You don't often get. Um, a key forward in a in a trade period, um, hence why Tom Lynch was such a big a, a big um, thing all year. The, the movement of Tom Lynch and and look, he's a massive get for Richmond. So I think yeah, you, you could maybe say you know Richmond obviously 
big big winners in the fact that they got limps. They've got a key forward. They, they didn't lose much, did they? And they didn't really lose much. They lost a couple Just, of fringe players. I think Hawthorne did pretty well in the period too. They got a couple of really handy players. Lost a couple of okay players, but they, you know, again, you got. Uh, midfielders in there Collingwood got good midfielder in Beams and there's a lot of midfield yeah I'm not happy about that we'll move on a lot of really good midfielders have changed and clubs got some very good deals Uh, as I said Hawthorne is one of them but um, when you've got a key forward you know when you can get a ready made key forward and Hogan's young you know he's a ready made he's 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 proven Um, the only question mark is over that navicular in his foot hopefully it's not too bad but yeah, to to get him at what is he twenty two twenty three maybe, yeah. um, I think that's what was put, put puts the Dockers up there for me as uh, one of the big winners in the trade period. Yep. Well, look, there's no doubt that Freo did well. There's there, absolutely no doubt. But the way that I mean, yes, we probably get it amplified being that we're here in WA, all the uh, hoo ha about it. But uh, for me, the team that won the trade period, it's mm. not even a question, is Melbourne. Melbourne. So go, go, why, why do you say Melbourne? So Melbourne, Melbourne identified what their weakness was and they were in a position of strength to, uh, to barter for it. Yeah. And they saw the likes of uh, McDonald and Wiedemann as their forward structure and they saw that work well in the last five weeks of the, the mm. season there when Hogan was out. And then what they did, they said they needed those big bodies down back so they got Stephen May, they, they got their man, they go and we've got the depth there in the forward line, so mm. we've got that missing piece of the puzzle. You don't have depth anymore in the forward line. In terms of... If they get a big injury... injury so if, if Tom McDonald goes down, then everything rests on young Wiedemann. Which I thought he, he proved uh, in the finals. I mean, the prelim is an aberration for, for Melbourne. I don't think you can read too much into that. But I think those, those forwards showed that they could stand up in the big games. But what it was, was a case of them, we spoke before about taking the gamble and saying, okay, yes, Jesse Hogan is a very, very good player. And he could possibly be the best player in the competition. But I'm still not convinced yet. It's not, it doesn't happen consistently enough for Hogan for them to justify keeping him on at that salary when they can get, with where they are as a list, let, let's be honest, they got to the prelim final. Prelim final, they didn't fire a shot. But... Maybe they can learn from that experience now. They've got a team that shows that they can play good, hard, contested football. They showed that in the first two weeks of finals. But what they showed was when the ball bounced back, they couldn't defend well enough. They've got May, Lever, not part of the trade period, but he'll come back halfway through the year with his knee. So that will be a good plus. Hopefully with two knees. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, but then they've got um, Cade Collajasny as well, who... He's a yes, very good yeah, depth yeah. person. He, let's not get carried away. He's not the same player he was three years ago that was uh, you know, finishing high on Gold Coast Best and Best, which, again, is a, <laughs> he was uh, not necessarily something you put on your CV. But um, I, I just think that they clearly found what their needs were and recruited appropriate to where they are. I, I don't think Melbourne won the trade period. I think Melbourne did okay. Um, and... And yeah, they they clearly wanted to get May, and they were, they were obviously happy to let Hogan go to 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 accommodate that. But yeah, Melbourne did okay. I, I could I can't say that they won it. I think the worry, if I was a Melbourne supporter, is you've just put a lot of pressure on Tom McDonald, and he's had a really good season. But he probably you know it's 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 like with any sportsman or sports person, you know you can have a good year or good year or two. When things change and suddenly the pressure's on you, and even look a little bit at 
I'll, I'll get my man uh, Mo, Mo Salah. You know, he, he's not having a terrible start to the season, but you can see he's feeling the pressure of, you know, the weight of expectation. He scored 47 goals last year. Everyone's expecting him to do it again. And yep. it, it's a lot harder to do it when you've got that expectation. Yep. And McDonald might find that as well. And if, if they do get an injury, they're going to be in trouble. But for me, they lost. I, I believe they lost more depth. The one smart thing they did, which I don't understand why he left, but they got Braden Bruce. Right. So now they've got to back up Ruckman. Because you always thought... If Max Gorn goes down, it was Cam we don't even know who it was. It was, yeah. it was wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that was that was massive for him. But again, how often is he going to play? I don't see them playing two Ruckman. It's not a good well, maybe move. Maybe they will. Not but a good move I, I don't. Bruce. Surely, like, why well, would you go the there? The only thing gonna, I can think of get is a game, are you? they might start trying two Ruckman. Well, I think I think a lot of teams are looking at work with West Coast and with the new Ruck rules as well. I think resting forward a bit. Yeah, so uh, all of a sudden the dynamic of the team's changed. You've got Dean Kent, who's a small pressure forward, who rolls in the midfield. You've got Dom Tyson, who is a inside midfielder who also works outside. And you've got Jesse Hogan, who's an out-and-out forward. And you've got in two, two, two uh, a ruckman and two backmen. So all of a sudden, yes, you look at it, and they had lots of depth this year, let's lose it. But they've lost players who were starting last year. Uh, Dom Tyson, they rushed back from a broken arm to get him in the side during the finals. Um, Dean Kent was in and out the side um, throughout the year, and Jesse Hogan started the first half of the year until he got injured. But one one interesting thing you mentioned there about all three of those names, Kent, uh, Hogan, and um, and Tyson, Tyson, is that they're all injury prone. Mm. All three of them are injury prone. I mean, this. I mean. Let's not delve too deeply into right. like last year for um, Jake Lee has done been... two knees. Well, they didn't they get didn't him get in this year. I know, but they didn't get rid of him. Well, that'd be a bit rude to get someone <laughs> no, who's done an ACL. Say no, you, <laughs> no, no. What, I, what, I, what I'm saying, you're saying that oh, these guys were in the, the starting lineup, but they're injury prone. So you'd rather get our players out that are more reliable well, because that's they, not the first time Jesse Hogan's missed a fair chunk of football. Kate Kolodajny has had concussion problems for the last had few concussion, had concussion. Yes, I know. I understand that, but. All it takes is one more knock, and he might be out for another half a season. Well, they might as well get rid of Brayshaw too, then as yeah, well. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just third best player in the league. The... <laughs> well, he was. He was. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not being facetious. No, that's, why are we laughing? No, I don't know. He's definitely much better than Clayton Oliver. Oh, well, uh, no, that goes without saying. Well, I mean, he can take a hit better than Clayton Oliver as well. So, apologies, Danny Clayton Oliver, who may be listening. But, all right, well, let's quickly go round the grounds then. So, you guys say that Freya had the best trade period? Yeah, yeah. I think Inns, um, a lot better than Melbourne anyway. I, and I want to go back to Richmond. I think I'm going to be very interested to see how that forward dynamic changes. Yeah. I, I, um, whether or not the rule changes now might help, but they've gone from having one key forward and lots of swarming forwards to now two key forwards, which doesn't sound like much, but there's one less pressure player in that forward line. So, yeah, I think that I think it's probably the two biggest winners uh, are Fremantle and Richmond because they've got the key fours. And whether with Richmond because their forward line has worked so well, whether or not it could even um, hinder it to some extent because it has worked well as it as it has, but Fremantle's clearly hasn't. So, 
maybe you do say Fremantle have, have got the, the best advantage out of this good whole to, trade period. Oh, there you right. go. They, they, I'm putting them ahead of Richmond now. Got yeah. to throw right. something to put in their trophy Not cabinet that. then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got to throw, we, we should make a trophy and send it to them. They, um, they, the, the old trophy fire of um, uh, 06. One, one, <laughs> claim one, them. Couple quick They're things. They're for cleaning again. <laughs> couple quick things. Um, Eagles. Right, the premiership, the premiership side. Though they did not now, win the trade you, period. Would you say the best best signing of the trade period was um, getting Gaff to resign? Yeah, I think that's it. That's <laughs> like honestly, you're talking about a premiership side who has just resigned, <laughs> resigned. <laughs> quite their play. people would argue their best midfielder going into the final series or one of their best. Oh teams. yeah, yeah. So I think, and he was definitely that, up that there. Was he, was, for him. he he could have possibly chased down Mitchell for the the brown load. Like he would have been in that conversation yeah, yeah. had so, he not missed all that time as well. So like, just yeah, need he, to work on his anger. Uh, <laughs> no need for jabs like that, mate. No, well, that's why he's in the mess. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you're right, that, that is a, a big signing for them. And um, it was touch and go, but it was good to see him um, stick around. But um, one last thing before we move to the trade period. Jeez, mm. uh, if uh, the likes of Josh Kelly leave next year, GWS well, are, are in the, a bit of strife. What are the Giants doing? I mean, obviously, uh, they've got to cl- clear their salary cap. Uh, but you've, You hear lots of opinions on it, right? So they're going to clear the salary cap. But uh, as said, I, I believe if you want to... Keep a midfielder, one of your best ones. Shields probably not up there with some of the others. True, yeah, um, I agree. Scully with, that. with his, his his ankle, um, he's had real problems and well, he didn't play since it, round two. It so was a, it was a bad ankle. From all so reports, boom out. He's not a factor. From all reports, Hawthorne were willing to give a number one pick, done the medical, and said, "Oh, not their first pick." Yeah. We are only giving you a third round. That's how bad it was. And then it ended up being so, a fourth round. Didn't oh, it? fourth round. So <laughs> like, I think it was. I think they were saying we're talking third round. Then it went to a yeah, fourth so round. The medical report got worse <laughs> in the end of the week, trade week. <laughs> they, they they missed the bits that were cut yeah. off by the photocopier. Yeah. <laughs> for me, their biggest loss was Rory Lobb. Personally, I, I think for him to leave because you, I would push him back in the forward line if I was them. Mm. Obviously, they I don't know if they ever did, but there was talks around Shane Mumford coming back. Well, it, yeah, it, it could still it. happen. Um, could so still happen by a draft. That, to what, me, yeah, that, that, that could lot. be one of the biggest losses for them is Rory Lobb, just that bigger body mm-hmm. in the forward line. Um, but given how injured, yeah, the, the big Jonathan thing for Patton them is. now is Operation Canelio and Josh Kelly. I think yeah. those two they need to keep. They, they need to sign them up before round one. Don't let the other clubs get into them. Just say, here you go. Here's your bucket of money. You pick out how much you want, and then we'll figure out the rest. Well, here's the, the your bu- here's thing- your bucket of money, and then they have to offload other players because yeah. their salary cuts. Well, exactly, offload other players, but yeah. keep those two. Yeah, okay. Because you can't let those two go. The yeah. good thing for them is you would wouldn't think that either WA for Cornelio, either WA club could fit them in their salary cap at the moment. Can we just speak of WA, Tim Kelly? Now I don't want to make uh, make light yeah. of his family situation because from what I've been reading, there is some there is some issues there that that need some assistance. So don't get me wrong, I know I'm, not, I'm not making fun of that. Yeah. But when you say to a club, yeah. "I'd like to be traded home," and they yeah. say, "You know what? We could possibly do a deal with Freer." No, no, I I'm don't really you. want to go home that badly. Sorry, Let's you. go to the Eagles. Sorry, I'm with you. That annoyed me. No, no. I'm, I'm with you there. That How annoyed come that, me. That's a bigger story than every flipping Melbourne player going back to Victoria. There are like 10 Victorian sides and they go, I want to go back home to Victoria but only to that club. They do it all the time. And this is what... No, no, no. no this no, is no, what no, frustrates no. me. No, no, this is, and the, this from, is completely no, no, different. Stop. No, don't no, stop, stop me. Because coming it's from a completely club, different because you're talking about teams that nominate a team and say, that's where I'd like to go. Then the clubs deal exclusively with them. 
This guy said, I desperately need to go home. Yeah. yeah. Please trade me to the Eagles. I need to go home because of my family situation. Okay. These guys didn't say, we need to go home because of our family situation to Victoria. Mm. We'd like to go home to Victoria. We'd like to go to Hawthorne. We'd like to go to Essendon. But that's 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 and, apples how and is it different? And, and then if it's it, completely different, he then, played the sympathy yeah. card, saying I need to get home for yeah. my family. And also, yes. if other, also if other clubs, so does can, every other club who wants to but, go but home. I want to get home because I'm missing home. Yeah, like, but if, oh if there is, but they nominate a club. You're, you're picking out the words of the sentences no, you want to hear. No, no, look yeah. at Dame Beams. I want to go back to Collingwood. It, I disagree. I completely agree. Dame Beams is is in the same boat. Plenty of them which happen all the time, and it was just a bit rich for Geelong to go. Now I want a top ten pick. I'm sorry, he had an awesome year. I'm not giving a top 10 pick for Tim Kelly. One season. Okay, Would you give good. A... Don't give him a top so, 10 pick. His contract, will keep yeah, him. Mm-hmm. He finished third in our best and fairest. Like, yeah. that's, that is Geelong's prerogative. They've got him under yeah, contract. They can fine. deal the price that's they fine. want to deal but with. It's a bit rich coming from a club who do that anyway, go after contracted players. This isn't we've a seen that. All clubs can go after yeah, contracted no, players. What I'm saying is, Tim Kelly, you either need to get home because of your family yeah. issue... Or you just really like to get back to West Coast, it, even though they overlooked you yeah. so many it, years. This is nothing to do with the clubs, or yeah. I mean, this is really not to do with the clubs. I, I don't like the, the fact that players dictate and exactly what agree, you're saying. Agree with that the, part. The, like, the, 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 the players, players should be able to tell you where to go. If they want to go back home, no, they want to go back home. They shouldn't then dictate. No, I'm only going to go to this club. Agreed with that. Uh, they can have a preferred agreed club and nominate a preferred club, and then if deals can't be worked out, then okay, oh, we'll go to the other club. We'll go somewhere else and work out a deal. But they shouldn't have a preferred club and then if that doesn't work out or they can't work out a deal, oh no, I'm not going to go to the other club in that no. town. I think that's that's ridiculous. I mean, he was over. you say he was overlooked by the Eagles for so many years. He was overlooked by everyone for so many years. Exactly. So the facts, the facts of the matter is the Eagles would have picked him up. I think they may have even had the next pick from Geelong. Yeah, but they Geelong were just able gave him the chance. They would give him an opportunity. But, uh, Eagles would have done it. Freer would have done it. There is Frio a lot of clubs. No, there was year. a lot of clubs who would have gave him the chance, right? It just so happens some teams have that perfect number pick in order to pick someone. I'm not sure what your point is. You're saying that it's no, bad no, that they, teams have I picks. Think, no, I think it's my point. My picks. my point is everyone goes, "Oh, Geelong gave him the chance." Like, no, they didn't. This whole this whole system of a draft. The only time a team ever gives someone a chance is if they rookie list someone that no one else is going to pick up. Or if you pick Sorry, someone, what, what's the other way into the AFL then? If you're not drafted by the club, no, that picks I'm saying you? that yes, but the majority of players will be picked up by a different club. One club just gets in first, so they're not exclusively giving them a chance. Yes, right? they are. They are the, the number by one selecting. No, them. the, the number <laughs> one picker team. this year's draft will not have to thank who picks him for their AFL career because any number of seventeen other clubs would have picked them. I see what you're saying that that, yeah. that would get big, would be right. picked so anyway. But that, that that point's moot, right? So he wants to go home. That's fine. Your point that you just made was moot. I agree because it made no sense. It, but it's he, irrelevant who picks the player. Like, that's what I say. The club is irrelevant. It's about the player dictating to the clubs. And it was even Tom Lynch did it a bit with Richmond. Yeah. Dane Beams obviously did it with Brisbane and Collingwood. I, I yeah. don't like the fact that Brisbane kind of gave into it a bit no, as well. But, uh, I don't I think it's irrelevant what club they're at. I agree, what but my point is everyone seems to be going, oh, good on Geelong, you know. But everyone overlooks all the Melbourne players who do it every year. That is my point. It's, again, mm. focused on this, oh, no, good on Geelong, interstate play wants to go. Melbourne players do it every year, right? There's, there's 10 Melbourne teams, there's more Melbourne teams, yep. and they go, as you said, Tom Lynch, I want to go to that club. 
I think your anti-Victorian bias is clouding the point. Yeah, we're actually I, think, making I, think, I think it is. Like, I think it's clouding the point we're making yeah. there with Tim Kelly. Yeah, but yeah. we'll move on. We'll take I a think. quick break. And after this, we'll have a, a quick look at uh, the A-League and yeah. then uh, on to our uh, final wrap-up segments. Welcome back to the Sportheads podcast. Quick little breather there. We're friends again, but we'll see how long that lasts as we get a little bit more heated about these conversations. But let's go to something that most of the time we can uh, unanimously agree upon. Let's go to Rowdy with the big dog of the indiscriminate period of time. Hey. <laughs> well, this is of the week because it's very recent uh, occurrings. And yeah, I've got the big dog back. This is back to being my yard in the studio. And Someone Ste- Ste- Steve, Steve might have a little bit of an idea where I'm going. He's not quite on track, but there, there's uh, some Premier League's back. We always been back for a while now. Premier League's been back. It's round 38. Okay. It's Premier League's back. It, it, it hasn't been that yes. long a period well, of time. Well, well, there was the international break. So after the international break, the Premier League's back. Yes. And uh, the big game, Chelsea United last night. Oh, and I tell you what, <laughs> it was fun. it was fun to watch the end of that game. My big dog is the Chelsea assistant boss, oh, no. Marco Iani. Marco, congratulations! Bit of, bit of a backstory Marco Iani. Yeah, for, can you like explain that to for, our viewers for angering Jose Mourinho and causing him to attack him after they stole a two-all draw? Oh, that was fantastic. Um, so as you can tell, I'm not a massive fan of uh, Jose Mourinho. That's unfortunate. He's very complimentary of you. <laughs> he's not complimentary of anyone. I don't think he's complimentary. He's anyone. not even complimentary of his own players. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I know a number of Man United supporters who um, can't stand him as well. Can't but stand him. there was a big game. Chelsea United. Chelsea hit the front. Uh, one goal lead. United then uh, through Marshall scored two goals. Second half, two one lead. Uh, and it came down to the ni- 95th minute, so the last minute of uh, extra time. Um, a goal was scored by Ross Barkley, former Everton uh, player mm-hmm. too, wasn't he? And not just and any goal, it was off the yeah, post. Off, off good the save post, by the keeper. Off the post, and then, De Gea made a good save. Okay. It came back and had the Barkley, knocked it in. Like and a typical Evertonian, the only time he scores is when the keeper's on the ground <laughs> and it's an open goal. Yeah. Yeah. If I may paraphrase, the Lonely Island still counts, has a goal. Well, it's still a goal. But Bar- Barkley scored the goal, which triggered wild celebrations among- amongst all the Chelsea fans. It's just it's still a t- two-all draw. It looked look like the, go- the game was lost. But then, uh, Marco Iani, I'm not sure how, exactly how you pronounce his name. but the Chelsea, we'll, go, we'll go with Iani. Chelsea, Chelsea, Yanni, the um, assistant uh, at Chelsea to Sari, Maurizio Sari, and... He decided to celebrate and run right in front of uh, Mourinho. Didn't really direct too much at Mourinho, but I think just his wild celebrating in front of the United boss uh, and the whole bench really set him off. And he had jumped out of his seat. Stewart's had to hold him back. He really wanted to get stuck in. So it was um, a really dramatic end to the finish. So for upsetting Jose, well done, Marco. You're the big dog of the week. It's your yard this week. Well, I feel as though that segment's gone downhill. Honestly, we've we've gone from people scoring hat tricks or four goals to you've made someone angry. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get the you get the yard because you made someone angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you usually mate. people get the yard for throwing someone to a wedding cake or something. So who knows? Um 
All right, well, let's have a look. What are we watching uh, in the next indiscriminate period of time, guys? Um, I'll, I'll kick things off because right. I just, I'll just i ask myself the question and answer it. What are you watching in the next that's indiscriminate very, period of time? Sounds like the sort of person who would play a multiplayer PlayStation game with two controllers. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to the T20s, the nothing not worth anything T20s. Gee. But I'll tell you why. Because... Glenn Maxwell Glenn is Maxwell playing. Glenn Maxwell is <laughs> He's back. But also also playing is uh, my man Zamps. Oh, jeez. Um, it's Eric's dream team. Oh, <laughs> tell you what. I'd get this in the test. Chris Lynn, um, Finchie, captaining. Showing off, showing off his uh, captaincy credentials for future chairman of selectors, Shane Warne. Um, so, but interestingly, um, one that I'm, am, you know... As much as I'm having a bit of a laugh there, I am keen to see them play. But it's very interesting to see how uh, Nathan Lyon goes in T20 cricket if he does get a gig as well. He is in the squad. Is Darcy Shaw playing? Uh, yeah, he's in there as well. So it's a it's a hard-hitting team. It just depends how they go. Mitch Marsh is in there as a VC, so he'll be as part of the lineup as well, guaranteed. Alex Carey gets a gig to wear LG colours. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean... Again, it'll be just a nice little hitting giggle to watch. It doesn't really mean too much in the uh, grand scheme of things. But, um, yeah, it'll be good to watch that. A little bit of a whet the appetite for the Big Bash, maybe. And uh, a good chance to watch a bit more uh, cricket on Fox, who are doing an absolute stellar job so far. Oh, spokesperson for Fox Cricket there, Eric. Oh, if they want to throw some something my way. <laughs> but, no, that is that is an unpaid throw, 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 throw a meet and greet with Maxwell your way or something like that. Or Zampa. Or Kelly Underwood. Yeah, okay. Or, or her. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't get any further with that conversation. Oh, she's a nice nice woman, knows a bit okay. about sport. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't like the um West Australian supporters though. Oh, so so you're letting that bleed into my <laughs> point again, are you? I'm saying she seems oh, to no. back. No, no, I'm saying she's, keg. we're backtracked. She, she seems to have Give an it issue off with WA supporters. Like you listen to her. Don't worry, I'll no turn around. We'll stop talking. Goes, we'll stop talking. Um <laughs> Rowdy, same what, same what, for the next podcast. What are you watching in the next um, indiscriminate period of time? I'm, I'm just going to bring that topic up and watch you two go. <laughs> Got some verbals with each other. That's what I want to watch over the week. Um, now, Champions League's back along with the international break, interrupting everything. What's the Champions we, League? Oh, for, uh, for you evidence supporters, <laughs> oh, okay, it's the thanks. best of the best playing each other. Um, so you will never have to worry about it. It's all good. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Is Coutinho in that? Uh, moving on. Coutinho, when he gets a game for Barca. Coutinho, who? Um, big, some big get big ties this week in the Champions League. You've got United and Juventus, which is a big one at Old Trafford. Should be, should be a big game. Um, shout out to Vroni. I know Vroni's pretty pumped up for that one. I wonder who the Juventus uh, assistant manager is. Hmm, anyway. Um, <laughs> other, other big games include Barcelona and Inter. Barca Inter will be good. PSG, Napoli. Um, Napoli of, course, of course, our Liverpools are playing, which is great. But yeah, Ow. United. Yeah, I was, talk, I was looking at Steve when I said that. I was oh, meant okay. to look at Steve. United, Juventus. You were meant to. Yeah. I was looking at Steve. I meant to look at him. Again, people at home don't know where I'm looking. They don't know that the glass table is not wood. Well, yes. Usually, they do someone, now. Yeah. <laughs> so when someone describes a glass table, it's they've a, got a pretty good it, idea that it's, it's a, not wooden. It's, a, it's a, the secrets of the studio. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, look, Champions League football is always good, especially mm. at this stage. It's just good to see. Quick, mm. quick sidetrack. Oh yeah. Oh, no. How are Barca going to go? Apparently, Liam Messi broke his arm overnight. 
That's good. He doesn't have to yeah. kick it with his arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will spend Simple some time game. It, uh, I did see, see that. It looked pretty uh, painful. Yeah, he, as, as he was falling, put his arm out and um, something... Well, obviously his arm went, arm went crack, a bit of a fracture. A bit there. of a fracture. <laughs> Just a little... He looks like he got himself a bit of a fracture there. <laughs> a little bit of mischief there. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What are you looking forward to? What are you watching? Um, I'm looking forward to watching sport. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not like the. It's yeah. really hard to tie down. Like I'm gonna, since we've been gone, it's the vibe. It's the vibe. Indiscriminate period of time. Over here. Right? Like we've got the NBL have kicked off, and I for one tipped off. Yes, tipped off. Mm. Um, I for one the A League is uh, tipped off too. Yeah, I for one with the NBL. I thought Cats were going to struggle this year, scoring, mm. but they've done anything but that. So we'll see how they go. Um, yeah, for the rest of the season, NBA. Um, it's just they just seem like they're scoring more this season so far. You're seeing regularly seeing games are you know one one around the one twenty mark do you up think to one forty. The Warriors changing. Yeah, the, yeah. A lot, a lot of because a lot of teams are now trying are taking to more do three that. point shots. Aren't yeah. they? But we have more NBA more players in the NBA than we have ever had. Yeah, that's um, exciting. More yeah, Aussie players. More Aussie players. I thought you just said like they had more. Yeah. Team list. Yeah. No, no, no. They've got um, six on the court these ben days. Started off well, <laughs> except he came off injured today. Yeah. Um, Joe Ingles mm. has started off on fire. Uh, so yeah, just to watch those guys and, and the cricket as well. The the state states. We you know as we said the young Will Pukowski mm. from Victoria. Um, from where? Victoria. Josh Philippi from <laughs> WA scored a ton. Ah, he's no um, good. At the bottom of the order, the the only player two other Stoiner score runs. Um, yeah. You got you know, you, I think it's Jack Edwards. Uh, I reckon a bolter if he scores runs might be Jake Lehman. Um, he's now Ooh, he's uh, the captain of South Australia. So if he can pile on some runs, um, no one can pile on runs at the moment. No, that's what I'm saying. If he can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just yeah, the next week like the basketball and that, and you said the A League. So she so seems going for the buffet option. I've there. gone yeah, for the buffet a, because we've been board. we've um, been on a little <laughs> hiatus, and that's all just come about over the past mm. week to two weeks, and I think we've all been watching it. So yeah, yeah it's good. There's a lot of good sport yeah. going on. I mean, I say the A League with uh, you know a little bit of a. Yeah, yeah, to it. Um, oh, it's just it's got a bit of a bug, bug to bear. I, with I, the I do have a bit of a bug to bear. You know, let, let me bear my bugs. <laughs> Please not. Is it, isn't that a song? <laughs> let me bear my bugs. That's the old. What was the old place next to the Paramount? The Varga Lounge. That's the sort of yeah. stuff they play there back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not aware. You're not a Varga Lounge not, guy. Not, <laughs> not aware. Um, I don't think Varga Lounge. Well, or, or, or of that song, to be honest. Oh, really? No. Uh, more Jungle Giants. Jungle juice. Jungle juice. Sorry, <laughs> we digress. We've gone off the road. Oh look, but you had a few final thoughts. <laughs> a few final thoughts, which I don't know. We might talk about next episode. Um, just uh, something that's um, almost driven me insane about the A League the past year and a half. This tendency to go out and buy uh, washed-up players or players which aren't good enough to play anywhere else. To what's what, are you saying? Honda's driven you insane. Well, wow. um, he was so happy <laughs> that's, with that. That, that, that's, home. that was almost as good as your um, big dog for this week. But anyway, oh, um, oh, oh, I thought it was a good the big Liverpool dog. players are turning <laughs> on each other. Um, I, thought, I thought it was a good big dog. But no, it, it's it's and the, this this Usain Bolt thing is the the driver of it, right? We, there is only so many spots on an A League list. We tend to not go for youth. We get all these players who 
can't make it anywhere else. We, you know, they allow five international players, overseas players on your list, which is a quarter of your list, right? Mm-hmm. So a quarter of every team can be made up of international, and they generally are. Uh, we only have what is it eight eight teams or something like that. So yeah. 160 players <laughs> can play professionally. We've got rid of the Australian Institute of Sport, the the, the soccer academy there. So yeah, it, it's just. I, I do love the A-League, but it's just uh, until they fix up the youth side of it, it's it's just a, a league for retirees. Mm, where, a, where players come to, I won't use the word die, but where players come to retire. Mm, undertake a league. <laughs> come out of retirement. Mm. Maybe to play a one-off match in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, but it's a good point, and I definitely think that's worth exploring it's a, a little bit Discussion further, for so. future. Uh, yeah, let's go back and have a think about that one because I'm, I'm not as clear-cut with Steve, mm. but that's not just me being pedantic. But uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, Plus, I don't have Glenn Maxwell playing for any sides. But anyway. I'll probably get a game ahead of Usain Bolt, really. But um, <laughs> brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for being with us again. Um, hopefully not as long a time between drinks next time, but uh, until next time. Well, Steve, Steve's like laughing. <laughs> like Steve. Anyway, I will... Next time. Yeah, until next time. Until next time, everyone. Steve and Rowdy. We'll see you later.